Good morning. Happy Thursday. I'm Greg. Welcome to the Daily Bible Wrap-Up. It is Thursday, September 14th, 2023. Some of you might have been wondering what translation I use, those who have been relatively new to the podcast. Um, I am currently using NLT. Um, Last year, I did the Bible in one year using King James. It was interesting. Uh, It's definitely a harder read. One of the things I did not realize, though, until recently, and that's what made me think about this, is that some of the translations are best possible word for word. Some are, I don't know the exact way to describe it, but some are more like conceptual. And and, uh, NLT is the latter. And and if you so, so there's probably going to be more um, discontinuities between words, but the overall context for writing to today's world um, in today's language is is what they're trying to get at. So so it's interesting. I did not know that before, but probably next year I'm going to do one of the translations that's more word to word. And so you just you kind of do a little bit of one, a little bit of another, and really helps with the overall understanding of the entire story because it is all the entire Bible is about Jesus. Our readings today are Psalm 107, 10 through 22, Galatians 1, and Isaiah 33 through 35. Now in Psalm 107, in this section, it contains two accounts of when and how God helped those who turned to him. Talking about the history of the Hebrews. The first was when he freed the people from slavery in Egypt, I think. I mean, I think that I'm interpreting this correctly, that this is what this psalm is is going over again. But in a, again, the same story that we've gone over several times, but in a different manner, and again, to make sure that the people never forgot the story. Now, I think the second was when people grumbled out of hunger during the exodus, in the beginning of it. Um, God had sent meat, I believe that was the quail, right? And manna, when the people complained, but to show that God would take care of them, people didn't die of hunger. Now for these and for our own deliverances, we should praise the Lord. That's my takeaway for today on that. New Testament, we're starting a new book today. First Galatians, Paul establishes his authority in the first paragraph as coming from, quote, Jesus Christ himself and by God the Father who raised, raised Jesus from the dead. Now, when I first thought this, I thought read this, I thought that perhaps he was stung by the accusations of the Corinthians implied from his second letter, which we just read. But then that got me thinking. It's like, well, I have doubts that these letters are actually presented in chronological order. And turning to our friend ChatGPT confirmed that. 
It actually orders Galatians before first and second Corinthians, just before. Um, apparently the order is, is more in, I believe if I'm remembering correctly, more in length, I guess from longer to shorter, maybe. In any case, Paul is shocked that the Galatians have so easily fallen to deception. You see this in verse 6. He says, quote, fooled by those who deliberately twist the truth concerning Christ. My opinion, we see this constantly today. People taking scripture out of context to promote what they wanted to support, what feels right. It's dangerous. It's easy to slip into. So again, when reading scripture, and, and I neglected to do this this morning until I got to this point and reminded me, we should ask the Holy Spirit for guidance as to the interpretation. What are we going to get out of it today? I mean, there are some times where I read one section, one year I might not get anything out of it, and then the next year it's like, wow, or vice versa. There might be one year where it's a wow, and then the next year it's like nothing spoke to me from that section. That's okay. Just the best thing to do is to ask the Spirit for that understanding and openness when you're reading. Now our goal, getting back to Paul, should be pleasing God, not people. He reminds the Galatians of his role of persecuting Christians until God revealed Jesus to him to preach to the Gentiles, who said in verse 23, quote, the one who used to persecute us is now preaching the very faith he tried to destroy. Now, I, I, I'm going to pause here again. I've done, I paused before when thinking about Paul and his 180 degree turnaround when confronted with the truth of Jesus right in front of him. And you do see that a lot with the folks that become believers. It gives me hope that there are folks like in my life, for example, that you never think would ever, ever walk down that path. But they could. Anything can happen. Paul goes on to say, and they praise God because of him. Old Testament, we're in Isaiah still. We're going to be in Isaiah for quite some time. I said that yesterday. Isaiah 33 is a message for Assyria who will be destroyed once they are done destroying. Then the Israelis, verse 17, quote, will see the king in all his splendor, and you will see a land that stretches into the distance. There will be holy festivals in Zion, and Jerusalem will be peaceful and secure. Now, I imagine that the audience reading this at the time, time of Isaiah, or maybe not reading, maybe um, being read too, I imagine that they were tired of war, but they will no, no longer say, this is from verse 24, that they are sick and helpless, for the Lord will forgive their sins. Now, Isaiah 34 starts out as a message for all nations. I think that's an important concept. It kind of reads more like a prophecy for our future. Verse 8, quote, For it is the day of the Lord's revenge, the year when Edom will be paid back for all it did to Israel. Now, of course, now Edom is stressed here, but the message is directed to all nations, like we just said in the beginning. So, so. I wonder if the payback is to all nations in our future who have done evil. 
Anyway, Edom will become a desert wasteland. And then in Isaiah 35, there will be joy in those days. That is when the restoration will occur. God is coming in from verse 5. When he comes, he will open the eyes of the blind and unplug the ears of the deaf. Now, this is at least the second time that Isaiah has said this. Unplug the ears, open the eyes. So I think when, whenever that there's like a repetition, that's sort of like Bible code to say, wait, stop. I want you to pay more attention to this. So I'm gathering that God will open all to the truth, but I wonder, will it be too late then? But, and this is the sad part, Isaiah indicates that not all were redeemed. He's implying that there will still be, quote, evil-minded people. So there are going to be some who hear and see the truth, yet still won't believe. And that's sad. And that's it for today. I hope you have a wonderful day. And my prayer for you is when you read that you invite the Holy Spirit into your morning readings. Take care.